is time to talk about one of the things that I love very, very, very dearly in my heart, drag. Dear Queer Diary, diary. For, I believe, my 25th birthday, a few years back, my friend took me to my first drag show. Neither of us could believe that I'd never been to one before, uh, and I'll never forget it because I think that my eyes became the size of the moon. I was so absolutely enchanted by the queens. They were so incredible. I saw some very, very beautiful showcases. Uh, there was one with feathers that had to be six feet tall. They, <laughs> the outfit was enormous and I was immediately enraptured. Uh, and I have loved drag ever since. I've been to so many shows. A big loss in the pandemic for me has been to uh, not be able to go to drag shows and support drag queens in the same way. Obviously, I, I do my best with what's online. But drag is complicated. For one thing, in its foundation, gay men. Uh, it's important to note that uh, some of the first uh, drag queens here in the United States were oftentimes uh, black men who were a part of these balls. Uh, I believe it was uh, Swan who put on these balls in Washington, D.C., who were attended mostly by people who had been enslaved and had been freed, much like uh, Swan himself. And so there's a rich history there. But as we come closer to modern day, uh, there is a lot more derision. Um, one of the things that people talk to me a lot is, as somebody who they know loves drag, always ask me, well, have you seen the latest season of RuPaul's Drag Race? But I don't watch RuPaul's Drag Race because RuPaul doesn't necessarily like or support people like me. And this is something that I know very well, but it shocks a lot of my, my cisgendered friends. Uh, RuPaul has a history of believing that trans people don't belong in drag uh, and it has been difficult for non-binary people to break into drag in general. Uh, I'm not going to talk only about RuPaul because obviously uh, there's not just one obstacle in the way for trans and non-binary people in drag shows. But that is a, a common touch point that I think it's important for people to be aware of is that something can be so incredible and uh, useful as a, as a leveraging tool. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race has provided so much visibility to queens and to the community, and it has done so much. But if it doesn't adapt, it's something we need to move on from. That's true of so many things. If a tool stops working and it begins to be something that holds you back, even if it's difficult, sometimes we have to move on from that thing. And I hope dearly that we can continue to enjoy uh, that show and that it adapts 
with the world, but that's yet to be seen. Like I said, drag is complicated, and its definitions are part of what make it so challenging, which is drag, uh, classically speaking, uh, has to be a cisgender man dressing up as a woman or a cisgendered woman dressing up as a man. Although, again, the, the drag king industry is also uh, not as populous as it maybe should be, in part because uh, there has been talk of how it doesn't have the same caricature uh, or grandiosity. But I think that there is so much more room for us to expand what we believe in when it comes to drag. Uh, one of my favorite performers is a non-binary drag queen. Uh, their name is Harry Bradshaw, uh, which is fantastic. And whenever I see them, I have stars in my eyes every time because they're doing incredible work. It is becoming more common, but it is still rare to see non-binary people in drag. And because of those definitions of who is allowed to participate in drag, there are some people who believe that uh, trans women should not be able to participate. But I think what the drag community has to come to terms with, that can feel like an invasion. It is also an opportunity for us to bring more understanding to them because it is hard to communicate the hurt and the reason why it feels so good to do drag with somebody who has never experienced the kind of gender oppression that comes with uh, expressing yourself outside of the uh, binaristic box you were placed into in the first place. It can be very hurtful to feel like somebody is coming in just to put on big makeup and big clothes and ignores the history of hurt and danger that a lot of these queens went through, but we also can't believe that we know all about a person on their surface or just because of their gender or sexuality. I don't want people treating me like an other because of my gender. And my gender is very different uh, and is in a category that I consider other. We are all people. And I think that those who want to go into drag should understand its history and its struggles and its pains as best as they can. Those who are already established also need to understand the hurt and the pain and the lack of resources for those of us who still don't have a lot of rights in the way that gay men especially do. Like I said, this is a complicated issue and I don't have the answers because I'm just one person who loves drag and wants to be a king maybe someday. But drag is so beautiful and so powerful and expressive and we can use it to express more than we ever have before and that is an incredible opportunity. If you have questions or want to suggest a show topic or if you have drag pictures, uh, please reach out to me at Dear Queer Pod on Twitter or podcast at DearQueerDiary.com uh, for email. 
Thank you to everyone who has been listening. If you would please leave a review, I would be so very, very grateful. Uh, That really helps me to know uh, what's out there and what people are doing. Uh, And in the meantime, while you're out there, stay curious.